Welcome to Shift with CJ. I'm your host CJ and together we will explore the areas of health, human performance, biohacking, psychology and much more that will inspire you to become the best version of yourself. You guys know I'm constantly looking out for new things that can accelerate health and help with peak performance. And yes, there are so many things in the world that we can do. But I always advocate to start with the basics. And one of the most basic things you need to survive, and if you do it well, you can even thrive, is, yes, you guessed it, water. Water is a life-giving substance, everyone. And, you know, we use water to put it in our bodies every day. And it does a lot of things more than just keeping us alive. It helps us to be the best in everything we can. So today on the podcast, I got to you two special people who understood this basic need of water and took it a step ahead to hack it. Why? Just so all of us can thrive. Shay, Aiden, and Zeev Zohar, welcome to the show. Hello. Happy to be here. Well, it's my pleasure to have you guys. Now, tell me, you guys have a backstory on why did you decide to tackle the water problem? Tell us why water out of everything else? Wow. Yeah, I mean, I've been drinking water all my life, but mm-hmm. haven't thought about it uh, until I had my first daughter born. I don't know how many of uh, the listeners here have children, but when you have the, your first child, it's always kind of a surprise. You start thinking about things you haven't thought before. Uh, and uh, for me, it was, uh, which water should I bring to her? Again, I was drinking water, but never thought about it. It's kind of the most basic thing everybody do. We think a lot about what we eat, but we don't think enough, I think, about what we drink. And so I needed to know if I need to boil the water, to filter it, should I give bottled water or, or tap water? And so in the journey, I uh, went to Shai. Shai is uh, one of uh, the best nutritionists um, that I know, very uh, delicate. And, and, and I thought anything that she gives to her children would be good enough for mine. She already had two children. One was time. almost. One on the way. Yeah. And, uh, <clears throat> and then she said, yeah, water is a problem. Uh, and that's where the journey started. We had to find a solution. We bought all the filters that we can find online, really, each and every one of them. We tested all the water that we had. We tested our tap water, and we found out the more we went, the deeper the rabbit hole goes. Uh, We found out that tap water has a problem, because usually because of the pipeline, because of the infrastructure. Um, Water takes all there is from these infrastructure and uh, and we tested a lot of filters and we saw that there is a basic trade-off either the filter filter too much meaning it takes all the toxins out but also all the minerals or it doesn't filter enough so you have the minerals but you have also some toxins in that's where uh, we we knew that we had to find a solution that's very interesting. So the solution came from a need, 
a desperate need to figure out what's going on. And I would agree with you. Like most of the most of the water that people are drinking around the world is somehow mechanically filtered. It could be treated with chemicals contaminated with you know so many pollutants. You mentioned tap water. There's a lot of studies that show different parts of the world have different tap water toxicity. And, you know, some of them even have abnormal estrogen levels. And the way the the pipes are moving water in itself is actually destructuring it and not allowing it to have enough of the natural flow, which I know that you guys have for sure. Yeah. You had... You had, okay, you, so you had a problem. You had a problem that you needed to figure out the water. And then you decided to take control of that. But there were so many routes you could have taken, right? So you could may, make a company or like, you know, find something like a carbon filtration, reverse osmosis, distillation, iron softening. Could be so many different ways you could go. Why did you decide to get onto a product which vortexes water, like, which a lot of people listening to this or a lot of people in the world don't even know what vortexing does. But tell us, how did you go on to the vortexing part? Okay, great. I mean, yeah, there's so many ways to go and water is something a lot of people are talking about, but many people really don't know which is the best water, what to do with the water. And so we didn't also. We checked, again, everything we can find online, carbon filter, reverse osmosis, everything. And water has many different levels. That's part of the complexity. So you have to uh, tackle the the physical level, like the energy and the connection between the molecules, the chemical level, which toxins you have inside, which you don't, the biological level, if you have uh, microorganisms or, and and so on and so on. There's the taste um, and, in this kind of, we did a very long research and we found a super interesting guy named Victor Schauberger. He's an Austrian guy, lived in the late 19th century, and he was kind of a, a smart voice in this domain of water. Okay, for us, he's like the Tesla of water. Okay, he is, and he talked a lot about this natural flowing movement of water and how important it is for the quality of it. So we did a simple test. Uh, we vortexed water and tasted it. Uh, we, we felt the difference. And so we started uh, to do some uh, more tests with, uh, uh, we gave, I think, about 100 people uh, to taste the same type of water, just vortexed and, and not. And we're amazed to see that most of them, 87% of them, did uh, preferred the vortex water. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For me, it was amazing that they even felt the difference. Okay, you just take water and swirl them. It looks something simple. When we think about wine, we understand it. Yeah. When you open mm-hmm. an old bottle of wine, you understand why you need to let it breathe. But with water, it's not something that we are kind of used to it. Uh, the vortex movement is something that pulls oxygen back to the water and, and let the water breathe uh, more fluently. So you get oxygen from the water going out and oxygen from the atmosphere going in. Uh, this kind of intrigues a, a chain of uh, chemical reaction 
inside the water. Like CO2 also goes out and then the pH rise and other volatile compounds that you have in the water, like chlorine, and depends which water you're drinking, they can also yep. go down. Um, and this is kind of in the chemical level. But mm -hmm. also very interesting in the physical level, if you test the water after this uh, movement, then you can find that it has higher amount of energy, which can be uh, tested through the tension of water or the capillarity. Uh, you can, the, the structure, the way the molecules of water kind of uh, connect to each other, they become more uh, smooth and, and uh, kind of restructuring the water back to its natural form. Uh, this thing can also be, and again, this is very, for us, it was stroking. Maybe for Shai it was uh, more ordinary, but for me it was really, really amazing to see that people can taste the difference. Okay, when you think about structured water, you always measure it with uh, tools like uh, the, the conductivity, electricity, sometimes uh, they do um, um, with a microscope, try to picture the, the, the clustering of the molecules. That's for the science people, yeah. Yeah. But for the ordinary people, like ordinary tasting people, the water. Yeah, they just taste more silky. Okay, the water tastes kind of. You just, you just want to drink from it more and more. Your body wants this water. Um, and this was kind of our first step because uh, we started drinking swirling water and feel the difference in our lives. And then uh, for our children, by then uh, uh, they grew a bit more. And, um, and then all the children of the neighborhood wanted swirling water, kind of it uh, became a something that children, and then their parents started to come more and more, want to drink this water. And then we started to think, okay, this should be something that we can commercialize. So it was not an idea to start selling water, but just really answering our own family needs, each one with his family. And then uh, as we saw that demand is rising, because water is something that is in the center of our life, Everybody needs water. Then, uh, then, it's, then we started to think of it as a company. Uh, we brought many scientists, uh, chemical, uh, microbiologists, and other engineers, and, and start to tackle it even deeper because the vortex is it's, it's great, okay? It's aerating the water and restructuring it, and uh, also kind of giving it the visual presence that you want water to have in your home and kind of bringing the energy of water in motion but it's uh, but it's it's not uh, it's not everything okay after we used to put inside the the, the carafe um, reverse osmosis water after we filtered it okay because of the because water interacts with everything it touched as we said before, and there is about 80,000 different contamination in the water. Yeah. The regulation only uh, measures 100 mm -hmm. different types. So what they don't measure, they don't find. Uh, so we needed to make sure that our water is clean. We filtered it before. And then over the years, we, we learned that drinking uh, water without the essential minerals inside it's also not so healthy. 
and uh, and and less tasty. Okay, so you, you can feel this kind of empty taste of the water when it's completely filtered. And as our uh, teacher, as our uh, lighthouse, uh, it was nature. In nature, you cannot find water that are uh, leaking with minerals. Yeah, missing minerals only like in icebergs or uh, or in the clouds. So. Uh, so human beings are meant to drink water with minerals. That was our next stage. How do we uh, add minerals and which mineral composition exactly should we add back to water? Um, as you said, water is kind of the basic thing that we drink. Every day we take water inside. How can we bring more value in it? How can we hack this uh, simple uh, action that we do every day? So we went to about 45 different springs around the world. Some of them are uh, more famous, uh, some of them are less, uh, and really took uh, water samples from there to see the exact mineral composition of each mm -hmm. uh, source, and then kind of did a reverse engineering of that. This uh, process took us about three and a half years to. Uh, do the first uh, mineral blend uh, to add back to desalinated water. I know that uh, in Dubai, most of the water, like in Israel, is desalinated, meaning yes. that water are lacking essential minerals. And so uh, this is even more uh, needed in countries uh, like that. Like Dubai or Israel. Yeah, and so uh, our first blend were really mimicking natural sources so we have magnesium we have zinc and calcium and everything that you can find in the natural sources this is our first blend i think it's a you can find it also very very concentrated two thousand times meaning you have eight drops to one liter and, and you can get back to the uh, natural composition of water after we did that and i think this is something that will really kind of uh, interesting you is if, if we can manage to customize the mineral composition of water then why stop in mimicking natural sources then we started to make kind of more um, let's say customized or functional water so we did water for athletes with the more electrolyte uh, this really kind of boosts your performance during and uh, before during and after exercise we did a blends for a, a, with a more iron or blends for a pregnant women. Like we can really customize the water till to, to the function and nutritional need of the of the user. And this is kind of a, that's how we do the full cycle. So if we want to drink, and this is what I encourage everybody to do, if we want to drink the best water in the world nowadays. It's really difficult because tap water has its problem. Bottled water is a big no-no for us because it's really uh, it's a, an ecological cata catastrophe. Yeah? Um, and it has microplastic inside. So when you drink bottled water, you're drinking microplastic as well. And so the way to drink really the best water is to purify them at the point of use, to let them uh, swirl, bring back the oxygen and restructure its uh, molecule and add back the minerals that you want to have in your water. 
which is either getting a, a spring water or adding a kind of electrolyte or whatever, depending on your, on your own needs. Here you can see kind of the, the full cycle, eh? restructuring. Yeah. It looks beautiful. It's like, I don't want to take my eyes off. <laughs> it, you know what else it could be used for? It could be used for meditation. When you want to focus one thing on a point, it's really, uh, it's really interesting for that. Yeah. And um, I really like that you brought up something which not a lot of people who are in the water industry would bring in, which is the essence of minerals and how minerals have been you know, just a staple in any natural environment that you go to. And water is filled with these natural minerals, um, including trace minerals. And a lot of people listening to this might just think that minerals are just something that you might get from food. But no, you do get it from water. You can get it from the ocean. It's a di different, complicated process for that. But when you're filtering out water, apart from the desalination of water, but even the modern filters that are installed in everyone's houses, one of the biggest setbacks that I have seen is that they strip water off its essential uh, minerals. And minerals are so important, right? Like a lot of people don't realize how important minerals are, but like they are so necessary for everything. They're necessary for antioxidant enzymes. They help produce more ATP. They help protect DNA. Just such multifactorial things. And I like that you guys didn't really stop with the vortexing of water and then you took it a step further and then you went to all these springs. Like, wow, that took you three and a half years. That's some real dedication. Did you guys have a number set in place or did you guys just randomly go about it? No, no, it was really not randomly. It was a... Uh... No, but the 45, did you have that number? Like, okay, we're going to reach like 40 or 45 or 50, or no, no, was no. it like, let's just go to 10 and, you know, just give up? <laughs> it's a working process. We won't stop. I mean, we're keep on going to more and more springs. And uh, I think it's, it's, the more you go, the more it's uh, intriguing. Yeah, it's really, really fascinating. Because like good whiskey or, or, or wine, it's, mm -hmm. it's uh, terroir. Yeah, it's the, the, the different type of ground where the spring emerged from that influences its uh, qualities. And this is very, very interesting to see the difference between, let's say, desert oasis water or uh, alpine, uh, you know, like a high mountain yep. water or a rainforest or regular forest. Each type of uh, spring has its own characteristics. And, uh, and for us, it's amazing. It really is amazing. We also have Another amazing thing, and I think it's important to kind of emphasize it, almost, I think in all, but just to make sure, almost in all springs, we found out also some type of contamination because our world is a closed ecosystem. And if it, and water was here from day one, yeah, it's from creation, uh, water was here on Earth. It's the same water that is always recycling. It was in the dinosaurs and the sequoia tree and, and you and me and, and mm -hmm. keep on going. Uh, and so, but today this water cycle is a bit broken because our air is contaminated in our land. Uh, and so even in the most remote areas, we can find uh, some kind of uh, contamination in the water 
And that's why we want not to take from nature, yeah? Trying to switch our concept, but learn from nature and mimic it uh, and oh. at home. And that's how we kind of create abundance. Because if you go to the best spring in the world, it's a certain amount of uh, water, of liters, that you can take out of that spring yep. without harming it, harming all the life that is depending on that spring. Especially in the desert. Yeah, especially in the desert, which water is great. Like the desert water is really, really good, but it's rare. So if yeah. you learn how exactly that water is made, you can mimic that process and make abundance of it. Uh, again, we can see it uh, in Dubai and in Israel as one, where uh, we thought that water would be the biggest problem of Israel uh, in, in the upcoming years. But uh, now that we managed to make our own water, through technology, we can really, that stopped being a problem. So we can desalinate our own water. But when we do so, it's always important to be very, very kind of concerned about uh, the different roles of water in our life. Because when we desalinate water, or we use it as a, we use it for um, industry, we use it for washing our uh, cars, and. Uh, garden and uh, you know uh, yep. the toilet <clears throat> this is one type of water the water that we're drinking should be uh, treated differently okay it's very percent. it's a very it's a very small percent it's about yep. half half a percent uh, of all the water that we use in the western world okay so 99 and a half are not for drinking and that's why uh, the quality of this water that you can find in the pipeline is, is not in that high, highest standard that human needs for drinking. Uh, so this is the idea, I mean, to, the water that we do take inside our body, let's make sure that they're totally pure, they're rich with minerals and with, uh, with oxygen. Yeah, it's, it's, it's an updated source of water, not just the ones that we use for everything else. And it's yeah. very important that people understand this because most of the people that you speak to, I mean, there are some people who are extensively into health and they would understand some of these things, but maybe more than 60 to 70% of people that I meet are still drinking from a bottled source of water, which you um, previously mentioned is a uh, ecological catastrophic uh, thing because, you know, I have had some um, numbers from you guys as well that about, one million plastic bottles are being disregarded every minute and that that blew me away because you also mentioned that that plastic bottles if you took it in one day it's like equivalent to circling the globe like about 14 times is that correct nine times four billion bottles a day okay it's unbelievable it's unbelievable those numbers really like stunned me i knew that this plastic problem was a big issue and then more than 90 percent of plastic bottles haven't been recycled it it really raises a lot of concern but secondly also a lot of people are still drinking from those bottled water um and there isn't enough awareness i guess some of the people who are concerned, they know a little bit more. But uh, this is one of those things that we should be sharing with the younger generations in school and should be a part of 
basic education everywhere because I think the more people, because at the end of the day, once you understand something is bad for us or the environment or for, you know, just just the whole ecosystem, chances are at least a 50% of us won't do it. But once you don't know much about it, especially in areas which education isn't put into priority, then you see a lot of these landmines and you see a lot of these things filled with plastic. Yeah, so, yeah. I want to elaborate on that because I think it's, it's something that moves us really, really. I mean, like uh, we're living by the sea and we can see the piles of uh, plastic bottles just piling mm-hmm. up. You know? and, and I want to say that when you look at the numbers, okay, 1.4 billion bottles a day, and, and combine that, it takes about 500 years for one bottle to decompose. Okay, 500 years, it stays in our ecosystem. That means that all bottles that ever been made are still here. Okay, mm-hmm. so, and and even if you recycle it, they don't take one bottle and recycle it to another bottle. Okay, that would be a full recycle. They downcycle it, meaning the bottle becomes something kind of more cheaper plastic, and then it goes to the ecosystem. So uh, uh, there is no real solution for that, and this is something. At least for our children, it must uh, end because this is something that they would need to deal with it in the, in the future. I understand all the people that uh, don't that still drink bottled water. I am not angry on, the, on them because I don't think that they have a better solution. Like, yeah, uh, the most important thing, like everybody needs healthy water, and and it's uh, uh, it's crazy that it becomes difficult. To get hold of healthy water, yeah, this is was something that as children we kind of uh, uh, took for granted. Water mm-hmm. was free; it was free, and you took from the tap. You drank free water, and and nowadays it's no no longer like that. Water is something that you need to pay, and uh, and and the bad thing is that usually people uh, uh, consume single-use plastic while drinking this essential need. So this is something that must stop. We must find a better solution everywhere to drink healthy water. And, and that's why our children is kind of our compass because if we think about their world, I mean, they would need to uh, deal with it and to take the best potential out of their life, they, would, they have to have good water. Yeah? When, you, when you water a plant, you, you like people think about it. The plant needs to have these types of mineral or not that, and if they are lacking the right ingredients. The plant doesn't grow well. Sure. It's the same with the children, yeah, or with ourselves. If we don't have the right ingredients, then we cannot grow well. And for the minerals, it's in these days. It's also even more important as the first thing that gets hurt is our immune system. Okay, mm-hmm. like. The, the different types of uh, minerals that we have in water, not in food, really affect the immune system, like magnesium and, and zinc. So if uh, we drink desalinated water or water that are low in minerals, it's not something that you can uh, take only in your food. You cannot add, say, okay, I'm not getting magnesium out of my water. Let's uh, eat more uh, Vegetable. Magnesium rich foods, but also magnesium is one of those things that I think about 80% of the world is 
deficient in and uh, you know it could be because of so many things but also our food produce at this point because of various irrigation practices and various yeah. um, industrial practices it has been stripped off from a lot of nutrients and minerals and micronutrients so anyone who is listening to this and you think that you can get all of your nutrients from food I mean, that could have been possible about 100 years ago, but at this point, with all that we are doing to this planet, it's not that possible. So, I would say even 30 years ago. But today, yeah. but today, you have about a third of the nutrients that there used to be in, in uh, vegetables and fruits. And, and, and that's why I think instead of taking pills, because it's also kind of the, the, the act of taking pills for a healthy person, it's kind of not something uh, not so natural. Mm -hmm. Remember, it swallow it like taking a food additives. But if you put it in your kind of routine, in your uh, hydration routine, and have your water, making sure that your water has all the nutrients that humans used to have and are need to have for growing right. And even better if you make some uh, blood tests and know exactly which nutrients you need or which minerals are you lacking, you can mm -hmm. have this uh, personalized preventive medicine instead of waiting for this, uh, this uh, deficiency of uh, minerals kind of... Mm -hmm. uh, to show up later in life and then it's too late already <laughs> yeah then, then, then it's just more difficult yeah then you, yeah. it's a bit more suffering and a bit more difficult but if you do it in advance if you kind of keep your body in the right balance uh, then then uh, then you can uh, really prevent some illness and i think for athletes which knows their body well which kind of act with their body a lot it's even more uh, you can feel it okay if you do a, a long exercise extensive exercise and you have the the nutrients your body needs then you feel fresh and you can you know keep on going and you can mm -hmm. you can really see the results uh, that's again why i see electrolytes so much because when you sweat you lose water but you lose also the electrolytes the salts that's in the water and when you get the salt out and the pH uh, level of the blood, of the muscle drops, so you get these cramps, yeah? They get, yep. uh, and, and, and your performance goes down. If you take electrolytes back in the water that you're drinking, like, high, like much higher concentration of, of salt as the sweat that you're losing, then you can keep the uh, level of, uh, of minerals. Yeah, and even your performance, I agree completely that um, for me as well, I use um, liquid minerals, full spectrum liquid minerals every day. And the days that I don't use them, and if I had a hard run to do, oh. or you know, I'm in the heat a lot, I really feel the difference. And uh, it's one of those things that a lot of people don't take under consideration. But if you're listening to this, please make sure that you do some research on this or you know, talk to your health practitioner or someone. Just understand right now, even going on the web and learning about minerals is, is quite easy. And this, again, brings me to this idea that a lot of people would consider water to just be, you know, one of those commodities that we just, it's there. But there are so many characteristics, like you mentioned, about water, which 
research has been sharing light on in the past few years. I mean, you know, there was this doctor in Japan, I think his name is Masaru Emoto, who showed that water can also have emotional structures when you expose water to some kind of a negative or positive emotion. The crystals in the water by itself change. You mentioned before Victor Schomberger, who's also, you know, his his work has also been very revolutionizing in terms of energy and how to get more energy out of uh, these different shapes. The Schomberger funnel has been famous and a lot of alternative health practitioners have been using it for a very long time. But when you first started vortexing the water, and just for just so everyone can see, I've been running my own experiments. I was sharing with these guys uh, offline, but they have a fancy device, and me, I was just using. I think you guys can see it to create a vortex, which is just moving the energy in a certain direction. And basically, this is something that happens all the time in nature. So if you go into the water, like on top, it'll be not flat, but moving. But inside, these kind of movements are really happening. So it's really interesting. And um, so when you first started this journey, what were you using to vortex it? Because now you have, you know, you could you could be someone like me who's just, who'd probably swing this bottle or... Someone wow. might have a, you know, a blender or someone might have a, a Nutribullet or something like that, which also arguably, when someone is looking at it and doesn't have much information, shows some kind of a vortex. So does the vortex have to be very specific to something? Can you use a blender? Can you use a spoon and mix water to make a vortex? Which, what works? Yeah, you take us kind of a long way back, but we vortex water in so many different ways. You won't imagine. It was like uh, night and, and days of looking at the water in motion. Yeah. Also for, 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 uh, for us, it was kind of always the, the, the movement was from nature to uh, like technology. So we've been a lot in different springs and uh, rivers and, uh, and waterfalls and kind of uh, diving inside and looking at how exactly the swirling motion in nature goes and what's the different characteristics of the water, let's say near the waterfall or on the other edge. Like, mm -hmm. So it's really, really interesting. Um, again, uh, so I, I would try to answer your question is kind of by order. So yep. water in motion uh, is good any way that you do it. doesn't matter, okay? So, so it's better to have water in motion than standing water. You can see it you know, easily in nature, but you can also test it and see. Let's say the World Health Organization uh, actions in the kind of, if there is a disaster and you're lacking of water, then one of the treatments that they uh, recommend is uh, just shaking the water for about 15 minutes really strong, which is kind of wow. aerating the water. Uh, you, can, you can do it with a spoon or you can do it like uh, you did for about five to 10 minutes. It's also mm -hmm. giving the same kind of effect. Um, we try to do it kind of in a, the simplest, uh, with less effort as possible for people to do it. 
trying to do with this. For yeah, that's that's a workout by itself, I would say. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of people won't be motivated to do that. Yeah, no, I think it makes your arm strong, but it's a. Uh, um, yeah, then you have one part of your arm just big, and then the <laughs> others <laughs> so small. But uh, but yeah, I mean, this is this is uh, in nature. Even a water drop from rain like falling on the window, you see that it doesn't fall straight. It falls like this. That's but because the water drop itself has is vortexing inside. Okay, so. In nature, water always moves in a spiraling motion. Every river goes like this because the water is vortexing. So, and, 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 and that's what we want to mimic. Only in uh, man-made water lines, water is forced to move in straight lines. And, and there are many experiments showing the problem of that. So yes, letting your water move like wine, okay? Just even swirling a bit in the cup uh, would be better than nothing. The best way, or to get the kind of 100% uh, saturation of oxygen, it takes about in a vortex like we have. It's about uh, five to ten minutes. If you do it by hand, it's more than about 15 minutes. Uh, but uh, and, and this is one thing about the size of the vortex. <clears throat> There is kind of this equilibrium between the noise, the, the kind of force that you're spinning the water, and the, the aeration and the restructure. Uh, in, in, in our device, what we did is we had a, we put a load sensor at the bottom of the device. So when you put the, the carafe on it, it really measures the amount of water inside the carafe and uh, change the, the speed of the oh, wow that's because we want to have a smaller vortex when you have less water not not something that is uh, too um, aggressive let's say uh, mm-hmm. you can see the triple kind of uh, there's three lines when the vortex is really uh, High quality. High quality, quality yeah. Quality. You can see these three kind of lines on it. I don't know if yeah. you can see it now. Uh, yeah. Just, it's not that clear, but I'm sure yeah, yeah, you can. Moving, right? But it's, uh, there's a lot of literature on it. It's really small, small, uh, different uh, Interesting. nuance. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, uh, in, in the impeller, impeller is a thing inside the, the carafe that makes the water spin. Is a, it's kind of it's a different between impeller and propeller. Let's say in airplanes you have a propeller that takes a swirling motion, but outside yep. impeller has implosion. It's kind of like a wave it swirls inside, um, and we mimic that from a very very interesting place, uh, uh, kind of an object found in the pyramids, the Egyptian pyramid, an object that is uh, more than 4,000 years old. It's mm-hmm. called the disk of Sabu. Uh, okay. Nobody really knows what it is. I definitely don't know, so I would love for you to give me an idea of what it is. Okay. Uh, I mean, like, uh, I encourage you uh, to, to, uh, to, see. to see an image because it's uh-huh. incredible. Okay. It's something, I don't think that they know how they did it because it's made out of a special stone, but it's very, very thin. 
and uh, we mimicked that shape in order to do this uh, uh, impeller. And the good thing about it is it's very kind of you, uh, a regular impeller should have been much higher to mm -hmm. swirl this amount of water. But we managed to get really really thin, so it doesn't. Uh, in, you almost don't you see almost it don't see it. Yeah. Are, uh, is that shape by any chance influenced by any of these biogeometrical shapes or bioenergetical shapes? Because I know around the pyramids and a lot of these ancient uh, places where you know you have a subtle energy field, there are many shapes that have been found. And when you replicate that shape onto, let's say, water or onto a crystal or keep it in your house, then the frequencies around that area start to change as well. Yeah. So, have you I, looked into that? Is it something similar to that? I think, I mean, yes, but it's it's hard to, I mean, for us at least, uh, to measure this. So I don't want to yeah. kind of go out of with statement, mm -hmm. but uh, we did try. I don't know. I think about almost two hundred different types of, of impellers. <laughs> too many. Okay, but uh, uh, to get it to exact the best vortex. Yeah, but when we saw this shape for the first time, and we knew that something very special about this shape, and we must try. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think this is the beauty of it, kind of the uh, connection between the past or ancient knowledge mm -hmm. and technology, because we, we saw this shape, this object, disc of Sabu, or anyone that wants to see it, 4,000 years ago, and then in 24 hours, so it was already in a 3D uh, draw printer, kind of uh, the first prototype going out. Uh, so you can kind of really the, the new technology and all wisdom combined. In the... I always believe that one of the best ways to kind of either be healthy or just go after most of the things in life is when you combine ancestral wisdom with some aspect or belief of the modern science. And yeah. you just skip through all of those years like really fast. And this has been, I mean, especially in a lot of like health and wellness trends in the biohacking world, this has been a constant thing where there has been information that's been passed on from, let's say, the ancestral world. And now people are just using that information and trying to make it more convenient and getting these devices, which can, you know, do a multiple around area of things like for example i would say like for me i have a red light and infrared light panel now everyone knows that going a decent amount of exposure to the sun can be very good for you know it could be very good for your hormones it could be very good for your stress levels your muscles your blood flow everything mm -hmm. and then if you stay out for a very long time you might get burned so that was like the ancestral concept. Now people have come up with these devices which can shoot and mimic near-infrared and red light spectrum that comes from the sun, which is most beneficial when it comes to athlete sports engagement, when it comes to you know recovery, collagen synthesis, things like that. And they've just put it for, because now 95% of the time that we spend are indoors. So we've taken a concept that the elder said, going outside, being in the sun, especially in the times when, um, when the sun rises and the sun sets, because that is mm -hmm. the time where this highest in red and near infrared light 
is really good for us. And then we replicate that thing, make it into a light box and shift it into our houses. And now for me, I'm lucky enough that I can go out in sunlight all the time throughout the year because, you know, we're in the desert environment. But I could imagine there are countries which don't see sunlight for months. Yes. And to have something like this just at their disposal where they aren't able to go out, maybe it's too cold, maybe it's too dark, maybe it's just not possible, maybe they're shift workers. So I really like this idea that we can take a concept from the past and then convert it and make it more easier to use um, in our modern day life. Now, have you guys heard of... So we, when I was growing up in school, I learned that, you know, water has three states, solid, liquid, or gas. But recently, about a few years ago, I checked out the work from a doctor. His name is Dr. Gerald Pollack. And he talks about exclusion zone water, which is the fourth phase of water. And right now, there's been a lot of research going on. Are you guys familiar with his work? Yeah, for sure. Sure, yeah. It's, uh, the water domain is, is, uh, <clears throat> is a, it's re- really, really interesting. I mean, the fourth phase of water, it's really similar to what you said, how the, the infrared influence the water, the blood stream. Because blood is actually, you know, mostly water. And mm-hmm. the, the, the stream of blood is influenced by the sun. Uh, it's connected to what you said now about the easy water. It's, yep. um, and, and I think, again, everybody that is living and want to live long and healthy uh, and kind of uh, should take water really seriously. Okay? Mm-hmm. Our body is, is mostly made out of water. It's reaction with the minerals, with the sun, with our movement. Uh, with our conscious is, is, is tied up. So we really, really want to kind of uh, give ourselves the best water we can and, and uh, learn more about the water that uh, we're drinking and we're intaking. And I think uh, uh, the work of, uh, of Gerard, Dr. Gerard, it's, it's uh, amazing. Okay? It's intriguing. Uh, it gives us another depth and kind of a new understanding about how special this element is. It really does not react as other elements in the world. It has 72 different anomalies, okay? 72 different things that all liquid in the world acts in one way and water acts in a different way. Mm-hmm. So uh, this is just one of them, yeah? You said, uh, all elements in the world have three phases. Water uh, supposed to be have four phases. Uh, all uh, gas, let's say, in, in the world, they, they, they spread. If you put a, a bottle of perfume in the middle of the room, it will mm-hmm. the gas. Huh? But uh, you can see over the sea, the water evaporates, but the clouds kind of Okay, they, they can pick up. This is and it's just one, one, one example. Yeah, everybody knows that the cold water uh, floats. There's many, many, many uh, different aspects where water acts differently, and each, uh, each single one of them uh, enables life. Okay, if, if it wasn't like that, 
and life as we know it could not exist. And that's why I think it's uh, I really I, we can talk hours about it. But uh, everybody that is uh, curious about uh, improving his life, water is a very very good uh, very uh, good place to start. Mm-hmm. And thank you for saying that because if any one of you who are listening and you think drinking water is just a hassle and you know you'd rather go drink something else than water. After this conversation, I think you guys should change your mind because water is, we're still trying to understand all of its potential. It's like Zohar mentioned, it's, it's life-giving, it's essential to life, it's, it, it's regenerating, it helps maintain, regenerate our cells, it helps, it, like we mentioned, produce these enzymes which are critical to digestion of all the things that you eat, protein, whether you're in the protein, fat, or carb diet, whatever. It's all of those things require water. You need water to flush out toxins, lubricate joints. Water is really important. Please have more water. Okay, now, yeah. back to your product. It's um, of our brain, yeah? Most yeah. of it, it's, it's water. So, I mean, like everything, everything, every kind of uh, your thoughts are transmitted through that. I think it's also, it's so important because it's like, it also acts like a shock absorber for many of our organs, especially like you mentioned, the brain. And when you have enough water running, and if you have the right type of water running, which has some kind of a structuring property or microclusters or just this life energy water, living water, let's say, then the cell-to-cell communication that also happens between all the trillions of cells in your body increase. And then if you want to take it a step further, add some more minerals, have that electricity running in much faster and you'll see things in life become much easier because now you're using less energy in your body and you're stressing your body out less for making those basic decisions, basic thought patterns and things like that. Now, if someone wants to check your product out, what's the best way? What's your website? Uh, The website is mayuwater.com. We ship internationally and um, and yeah i mean uh, people bought this product in 75 different countries around the world we just started selling uh, at the end of may last year so we kind of uh, one year in but already tens of thousands of uh, people bought it and, and the feedback is amazing i mean for mm-hmm. us it was uh, really just start of uh, our first product to be launched we have a bunch of uh, new and exciting uh, product in in the backlog oh, uh, keep me posted about all of that i would love to know <laughs> yeah 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 it's really hectic here but uh this is the first product and, and already we get really uh, great feedback you can check it out also in the website people because because again water is so basic that it's overlooked and suddenly, just because of the visual uh, effect of it, kind of the most artificial, the most kind of uh, simple thing, the visual effect, how that even influences the, the perception of water. So instead of being something that you kind of put aside or just drink if you're thirsty, it's something that you put on the middle of the table and then guest starts to talk about water and the whole conversation starts to be about that or, or the children kind of being more curious about what is it. Because 
water in motion kind of like fire something you can stare at for a, a long time and, and it has this effect on you uh, and so many people say that just because of this world they drink more water and their children drink more water and 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 then they starting going for us starting going into this path of being more aware of it and this is kind of a positive feedback so you drink more water and, and you like it more then you think about it more and then you feel better you feel better and then you kind of tell more friends and you have a more conversation and then you learn more about water and And then you teach more about water and then we have a better society. Exactly, because that's what connects all, all life, yeah? Not only on animals, all uh, life on Earth is, is uh, possible due to this one magical element, yeah? This is what makes our blue planet so special in the whole universe. All the other planets have life, have Earth, have, you know, gas. But water is something that makes this planet uh, uh, so special and it gives all the diversity of life. And we are, as human beings, have the responsibility uh, to, 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 to uh, take good care of it. This is what gives us life. We should kind of um, uh, be thankful and gratitude and, and keep that. But we're not doing that correctly now. And the first step It's just hiring the, the consciousness to water. Because I believe in, in, in the humankind, yeah, in the society. It's mm-hmm. just that sometimes we overlook things. We, we don't pay attention. And then we can, uh, by mistake, harm, make, make a harmful decision or harmful actions. And this is what's happening nowadays with, with water. We're really destroying our own water sources and, and our own life-giving uh, element. And, and now I think the shift is starting to happen. So uh, we can see it with the young uh, generation. They know, okay? They know the importance of water. And they kind of, their emotional and mental uh, connection is, is right there. Mm-hmm. It's just a more... Uh, Everybody, well, we need to be more conscious about it and, and kind of bring water to the front of our uh, experience, of our table, and not only think about, um, again, as we said, the food that we eat or the, how beautiful you know, the rest of the house is, but also the water is kind of in the middle. And thank you so much for putting in the work, putting in the thought, putting in the effort. And making sure that whatever benefits you were getting, you are sharing with the world. I think this brings it back to the full circle of life that, you know, you get something and then you put it out in the world and then it comes back around all the time. So thank you for creating that circle to life and to circle to that water. It's been a pleasure talking to you guys. Honestly, this conversation was phenomenal. I think... This will turn a lot of heads. You guys might get some messages on your Instagram about water. So please, um, please uh, be aware of that. And for all of you guys who's listening, you know, like I mentioned, hacking your water is good. And it ha- it's a good step to hacking your life as well. 
So check out the website, check out the product. I'm convinced it's really great. And if you guys have any questions, you guys can get in touch with these guys directly. Yes. And guys, thank you so much for coming on today. Thank um, you. I really appreciate you for all the work that you've done. And it was an amazing time talking to you. Great. As well. Always a pleasure. And keep the good work. And thank you. People to be live healthier and better life. With, with good water, yeah. Cheers. Uh, cheers. Cheers. <laughs> and this is me, CJ, your host, signing out from the Shift with CJ podcast. Everyone have an energetic day, a week, a month, a lifetime ahead of you and keep hydrated. <laughs>